0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. I'm so excited to be connecting with you here today on Journey to Center. We're going to have a really super fun conversation about something that I think is really Really important. I want to talk to you about finding your own personal, authentic balance of the masculine and feminine. Carl Jung has a quote um, that he said years ago. I just totally love this. Each of us has an anima and an animus, the masculine and feminine counterpart within us. The integration of these aspects is essential on the path to individuation and wholeness. You know, there's a lot of material out there about masculine and feminine, and some books, some teachers will tell us we are so very different as men and women. And often these teachers and books provide advice on how to behave, what to say or do or not do, in order to get what you want from a romantic partner or in a business situation. And I have to say, I've read a lot of these books and I've listened to a lot of these teachers, and I've actually received a bit of uh, clarity and help and support from them. But really, what they've done for me is supported me in considering and finding my authentic shape and balance with the masculine and feminine. And I believe if we go deep enough into any of us, despite our gender, We all have the same essential needs to be seen, heard, appreciated, respected, cared for, and loved. We are all spiritual beings having a human experience and we are all thinking, feeling, and creative beings. Carl Jung also believed the psyche to be androgynous. Our souls are all made up of both masculine and feminine energies. So when I speak of feminine, this doesn't pertain just to women, nor does the masculine pertain only to men. No person is completely masculine or completely feminine. These energies are innate and essential qualities that are part of each and every one of us. So the feminine energy tends to be more inward oriented, more compassionate, loving, Relating is important. Listening, it's being receptive. The mask and also inclusive. Masculine energy is more oriented outward. This is the ability to defend our territory, control situations. It's what motivates us to take action in life. So when we're truly receptive and listening and aligned with spirit, the feminine energy, and then We know how to take effective action in the world, which is masculine energy. And I love this quote from Science of Mind. You've probably heard me say this before if you've ever listened to a show. Treat and move your feet. Listen and line up with the energy of the universe and then take your action steps. This is how we experience and express our authentic power. So I'm super excited to be continuing this conversation with my lovely, wonderful, wise, generous, kind, awesome producer, Remy. So thank you, Remy, for saying yes to continuing the conversation with me and talking about this very, very important subject.
1: Well, thank you as always for having me on and inviting me to continue the conversation with you, Tammy. And thank you for the lovely intro as well.
0: Well, I just adore you, and I think we have so many wonderful conversations before we hit the record button, and today I was just so compelled to make you part of the show, because we were talking about this very important subject, and I thought you brought so much to the conversation that I want our listeners to also be able to um, glean from your experience and wisdom as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely, It's a, and it's my pleasure. That's what we're all here for, is to share a little bit of our wisdom and knowledge, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So Remy, I don't know about you, but from my personal perspective, it seems the world is a bit out of balance. It seems extremely masculine. Um, The masculine qualities such as like wanting great wealth and taking action and possessing strength is is revered and perceived as superior, like the competition, which I think does pull us out of our center and, and ushers us off track and out of balance.
1: So I, what yeah, are your thoughts about that? I agree. And, you know, it's, it's been that way for the centuries, eons, you know, since the dawn of mankind, I think we are starting to see a little bit of, um, you know, some comeuppance, uh, happening and people calling, calling out the, the negative masculine qualities that are pervasive in our society. Um, but the, the, the imbalance is, is most definitely still there.
0: Well, it's really interesting. Um, You know, many thousands of years ago, I found this fascinating. Historians discovered God was depicted as a female long before she was portrayed as a male. Um, Thousands of years before Christ, art and figurines were found that honored the divine feminine. But we don't really see much about this in our modern religious teachings. And I think the pendulum maybe swung really far one direction, and now it swung the other direction as far as the... Um, intense masculinity. And I believe you're right that things are starting to shift and and hopefully we are going to come back to a place of balance. And I think this can happen as each of us takes personal responsibility for finding our own balance between the masculine and feminine.
1: I think that's, that's all we really can do is, you know, the personal responsibility. You can't mm-hmm. change everybody in the world. You can <clears throat> try and share again, your, your wisdom and your teachings and your knowledge with people, but you can't force somebody, uh, you can't force your beliefs on somebody. Um, not in a nice way anyways. Uh, but that's, no. a very, it's a really people interesting, don't want that. <laughs> it's a, a, exactly. A really interesting take though, that, um, You know, maybe it's like a giant pendulum where uh, we were we were on the far side of femininity for for ages and now it's swung the other way and maybe now it's starting to swing back. And wouldn't it be nice to live in a time where it's a happy medium?
0: And that's absolutely my um, perspective and, and thoughts and and i love mahatma gandhi's quote be the change you want to see in the world yes. so rather than go out there and and fight about we need more feminine energy energy out there that's really a masculine approach and to me not the most effective so i think gently finding that um balance within ourselves being the change we want to see in the world is going to help create what we really want to experience on this planet
1: absolutely um and I found personally the, one of the best ways that I can do that is to, to really listen to people when you're having a conversation.
0: Oh them. yes. Uh, and you too, are good at
1: that. Too often <clears throat> men uh, are the interrupters in conversations they don't really, when they're having a conversation with a woman, uh, don't really listen or pay close attention to what she is mm-hmm. saying it's mm-hmm. they're they're wrapped in their ego and their thoughts of what what they want to say next as opposed to really listening to to what is being said to them and absorbing it and then answering when it's their turn i read a really interesting uh thing from a social justice warrior friend of mine on on facebook and uh she had shared a tip from from a feminist point of view of what to do when interrupted by an overbearing man. Hmm. And and the first thing was to completely ignore everything that they were saying, but wait until they were finished before interrupting them back. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they're done spouting off everything that they had to, to say that interrupted them, then come in with I'm sorry, I wasn't finished with my point yet and completely ignore everything that they had just said and start, you know, continue with the point that you were trying to make in the conversation. And then if they do it again, do the same thing, just over and over again. And most men have never been talked to like that, first of all, but this woman had found that when she did it, most most times, after they picked their jaw up off the floor, it kind of sunk into them, like, oh, she didn 't pay any attention to what I said after I interrupted her and and I interrupted her and when you get called out on something like that, it can be like a moment of revelation some so many men don 't even realize that they're doing it because it 's such mm-hmm. a habit mm-hmm. to just interrupt. well that 's
0: really establishing a clear boundary, and I love that yeah and you know I have to admit for me i wasn 't a great listener. I was out of balance myself with my masculine and feminine and And I do believe what you're saying is so true to to be able to really be present and simply listen, to be receptive and um, just hold space for another as they express whatever it is. And so often, I know this was the case for me, it's like, well, I might forget what I'm gonna say. I might forget (laughs) what I'm gonna say. And I've had conversations with people that did interrupt. And it's like, well, I might forget what I'm gonna say. And I said, well, you know, if you continue to be present, if it's important or relevant, it will come up or maybe something even better will show up. Yes. But I think it's just a matter of really trusting our connection and being able to just relax.
1: Yes, absolutely. Relax, listen. And the thought that you originally had when you were about to interrupt, if you hold back, because I've, you know, I've done, I've done quite a few radio shows and podcasts and things like that, where, um, You know, you can't be talking over one another. It doesn't sound good on the radio. So there has to be a give and take and you have to wait your turn. And sometimes, you know, a thought will pop in while somebody else is talking and then they, they take a little longer than you expected and the thought kind of goes away. But the conversation will have a much better flow if you just, you know, wait your turn and don't try and go back and, and bring up that point that you lost anyways. It's Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10. It's not that important.
0: Or it doesn't continue to be relevant after a certain point. Maybe it's moved on like that river. You don't want to go back. You want to just continue to flow. Exactly. And I love what you're saying, Remy. And that's exactly to me what this boils down to. You said something about a give and take. And to me, that's what a good relationship should be.
1: Oh, it's not
0: um, trying to be in control and have power. And as a, a relationship counselor, that's what I've seen as a primary issue. One of the biggest issues is that uh, people are vying for power. It's, it's um, a dance and it's a competition uh, for being the top dog or the most important person. And in a really healthy relationship, that's not, that's not what we want. We want to be in that really uh, beautiful give and take, that receptive energy, that dance. Like a tango or you want to dance the same dance as your partner, but to be really uh, present and available as we move together and learn and shift and grow and expand together.
1: Absolutely. You know, even if even if it, it works for a while, if one person is always the leader and the other one's always the follower, eventually you're gonna come to a point where the follower isn't satisfied anymore, isn't, isn't happy anymore, and it will show itself in, in different ways. You know, there's sometimes in a relationship, there's there's one person who's always, you know, I'm always right and we're going to do it my way and we're going to do exactly what I want to do. And the other right. person I'm goes along for a mm-hmm. while, but mm-hmm. then, you know, it, it can only last so long. It's not sustainable.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be temporary. And I don't think authentic uh, fulfillment or a truly healthy, uh, fulfilling relationship can thrive in that environment.
1: I know none of mine have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, mine neither. You know, it wasn't really until, again, I stepped back and went, you know what? I need to find my authentic shape. I need to like myself, love myself, know myself so that I can find somebody I'm compatible with. Because I had found myself in relationships with ultra masculine men. Mm -hmm. And um, I was looking for somebody to... Rescue me, and that I can rescue. Thinking, mm-hmm. you know, if he rescues me, and I lo- love him, we'll live happily ever after. But you know what? Two halves don't really make a whole. <laughs> they really don't. Not not permanently, anyway. Right. So, um, in my book, Manifesting Love from the Inside Out, I, I talk about these very things. I'm going to read a little bit from that, and then um, we'll continue this interesting dialogue because I think there's a lot more that um, you you can share with us that gives continued perspective.
1: Excellent. Be happy so.
0: To. Um, yeah, I think, and I don't know what your perspective is, Remy, but I think a lot of men have judgments about accepting and integrating the feminine qualities within themselves. Um, so they end up, what they do, they end up objectifying women. It's like they think they're going to get something from the outside to make them feel whole on the inside. And I feel like you know, often men and women fight and they argue and they criticize and they find fault and they demean, demean each other in an attempt to win arguments. And this behavior tends to flow from an imbalance of traits. The desire to compete and win is a masculine tendency. The desire to listen and be deeply understood is feminine in nature. And to build and sustain a healthy whole relationship, the foundation must be built on both masculine and feminine qualities. The feminine quality of listening, appreciation, and compassion are vital to healthy communication, especially during times of conflict. I think if more people truly listened with the intention to understand rather than be understood or rather than to win, there would be far more successful, happy, and long-term partnerships. So there comes a time in many relationships where thinking and reasoning and trying to win and figure things out don't give us the answers we need. We can't figure out life or what to do about our problems. And this is where I think we have to really relax into that feminine posture with the divine. This is when we need to surrender to the qualities of the feminine and the unconscious. One of the greatest strengths of the feminine is to simply be to be relaxed, to be still. And ultimately what this means is to surrender to God. Be patient and go with a natural ebb and flow of the universe. Optimal personal balance and balance in our relationships occurs from partnering with spirit, being patient and allowing clarity to come forth. And then once we have that clarity, then taking informed, proactive action. Mm. So Remy, I know you have some really good thoughts because your mind is very Astute. Well, thank <laughs> you so
1: much. I'm sitting here, just I'm nodding my head so many times while I was listening <laughs> to you say that, just like yes, and thinking of all my my past relationships and my failed relationships, and thinking about all the, you know, all the times when you just you have to win on this certain subject, and 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 the the old adage of you know a bunch of guys sitting around talking about their wives, and oh, gonna have to let her win this one, otherwise I'll never hear the end of it all those cliches kind of pop into your head when you're thinking about things like that. But it, it really is essential to a healthy, balanced relationship is not letting the other person win. It's not about who wins or who loses. It's about how you compromise, how you settle your disagreements, how, how you argue. You know, I've, I've often said that about about my, you know, my ex, my the mother of my son, is that we we didn't fight good. That's why we broke up. And that's why it didn't work out is because the way we argued and fought, we, we rarely settled things. And the way that I fought was much different than the way she did. And all it did was exacerbate the problems and made them much worse. And you need to find somebody that when you disagree with them or when you fight with them, cause arguments and snips and you know, whatever you want to call it are going to happen even in the most perfect of couples. You can attest to yes. that, you know? Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, but it's, it's how, how you come to your understandings, how you come back to, to your balanced area, how, you know, the things that you say, the choice of words, your mannerisms and how you deal with one another when things aren't a hundred percent smooth, uh, that's That's really the, the secret and the key I believe, to, to a happy relationship.
0: It really is. and and I think so often when we end up in a fight or a tiff, we can build walls around our hearts. Maybe we think we have to play small. Oh yeah, uh, or move away or maybe we think we have to take control. And again, I think this is when we have those arguments, it really is the, the prime fertile ground for going deeper into authentic intimacy, but it takes, Listening, I think, to ourselves, being able to speak our truth and then being able to show up in a really receptive way and listening deeply to our partner and trying to understand their perspective. It's like you said you didn't fight good with your partner. And I think what fighting good really consists of is a deep desire to listen and to understand And it's not necessarily um, a natural trait. It's one that I've definitely had to work on and cultivate within myself.
1: I think you'd be hard pressed to find somebody who finds it really easy to get into a fight with somebody or an argument, whatever you want to call it, no matter how minor or heated and Mm -hmm. and really just be a natural at listening and saying, I, you know, I understand. Now I see it from your point of view you know, whether I'm right or wrong, we can come to a common ground. It takes practice. It takes sometimes years. It takes a really understanding person. And it takes somebody who is very attuned to themselves and has taken a lot Absolutely. of their own ego. I was out. just going
0: to say that. That's what in it comes down to, to. Yeah. In order for us to show up that way in a relationship, we have to be able to show up that way for ourselves. Yeah. You know, my husband and I got in a rare fight, maybe about, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. And he just kind of Lost it on me. we had been doing a lot of traveling. He was tired, but he 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 yelled at me and he's I don't ever remember him doing that Like yelled at me Mm -hmm. and my inner child and I think this is a big piece of it was just like Oh my god, she was mortified. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm not gonna talk to him Which was my control drama in the past I'm just gonna Mm -hmm. ignore him until he's just in so much pain, but in this particular instance what I knew I needed to do was go inside of myself and and really really listen to myself listen to my inner child, listen to spirit so that I could show up in a a more adult posture with him to have an authentic conversation. It was important to take that time. And it served me quite well. We ended up on an airplane and I didn't sit next to him. (laughs) I got my book and I, I was just going to like sit with my book and really meditate and listen. And, um, I got a lot of really valuable information, and I think this is a really important piece of the puzzle for all of us, to be in that receptive feminine position with spirit and the divine, and, and to listen to our inner child. Because once that part of us feels seen, heard, recognized, and understood, we can show up in a way where we can hold space for another to share whatever it is that's going on for them. Yes. And I like something my teachers said, it's the job of the more conscious person to keep the bar high in the relationship. And to me, what that really boils down to is continuing to check in with our hearts, our souls, our higher selves, and to be able to ask the open-ended questions like, what is really going on here for me? What is this bringing up for me? And if we can tend to that and remind ourselves that we're lovable and we're wonderful and we're worthy, if we can like soothe our own hurts, we don't have to defend ourselves so much in our relationships. And then what we can do is hold space for another person to share in a more intimate way, what's going on with them. So when I got home, my husband and I talked and he goes, Well, I'm sorry that I snapped at you. A lot was going on. I said, Yeah, I really hear that. I hear that there was a lot going on. So what was coming up for you? Mm-hmm. And so I was able to ask him open ended questions yeah. rather than defend my position. And he finally it was like the heart the heart walls started to dismantle. And as I continued to hold space and listen he ended up um, going through a grieving process. His mother passed away about six months ago, and he really never did grieve that. And so he went really deep with some hurts that were happening. And I was just really grateful that I had the presence of mind to just take some time and take care of my inner child and listen to her and take care of my relationship with God and listen to him so that I could show up in a more healed, healthy, whole, receptive, loving position with my husband because that masculine Pulling the sword out, going back and forth was not going to lead to anything positive.
1: <laughs> no, just more hurt. More hurt. Oh, that's so lovely. That's such a sweet, sweet story of of how, you know, you can step back and, and take the time to to really figure out what's going on instead of, you know, obviously in the moment you're going to be hurt and your feelings are going to be hurt and stuff like that. And
0: yeah, I put the walls up when he did that. Sure. sure. And, and that's a, a natural walls, thing.
1: but yeah. It's, it's how you react afterwards. And I think, you know, that was, it's definitely been one of my mechanisms that, that I've used. And when when I say didn't fight good with my ex, that's, that's part of the thing is I, if it got too heated, I would back away. I'd say, you know, right. I need to put this down and I can't, I'm not going to do this anymore because I don't want to say nasty things that I don't mean. I don't want this to get. Ugly. And so I'm just going to walk away from it. And sometimes that meant leaving, you know, wherever we were at the time, whether it be home or out or something like that. Just, I need to just walk away from the situation. And she would look at it as, you know, you're just, you're, you're avoiding the, the situation altogether. It's like, no, I just need to, I need to come back to this later because right now we're not getting anywhere except for more anger and more heated and, you know, the temper's flaring. And it's like, that doesn't seem like a good solution to me. So I, I like, uh, I like where you're coming from with it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I did what you did as well. I went into the cave for mm-hmm. a little while, and I know that this is what, what uh, the masculine tends to do. It's like to retreat and go into the cave. But I did that with the intention to listen and, and know myself more deeply so I could show up in a more whole, loving um, posture when I came out of the cave. Right. and, and I, th- I wasn't just going to ignore what had happened. I knew on some level as uncomfortable and, and uh, confusing as it was, that there was an opportunity for healing here. And there always is in our um, challenges if we want to look at it as such.
1: Absolutely. But the the other person has to know that when you go into that cave, you're that's what your intention is. If they look at it as, well, they're just shutting down and they're abandoning me and they they just don't want to fight about it. And so they're just going to, you know, put it on a shelf and forget about it. And then it's going to blow up again later. That's not a good solution.
0: No, I, um, and I didn't articulate it. We were getting on the plane. I'm like, I'm just not going to sit with you right now. (laughs) I I do need some space. You know, I think you need some space. I think I need some space and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about this later. (laughs)
1: So that's good. And so, I think yeah, he trusts that. He trusts that next time or, or you know, if it ever happens again, something like that, that if you go into your space, there's a reason for it. And when you come back out of it, it's going to be to make things better.
0: Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we navigated it with a fair amount of grace. And again, that was my intention as I sat alone on the airplane was like, God, please use this opportunity for my highest good. our highest good, and the highest healing of all concerned. And I don't know in this moment what that can look like. But that, again, is really being comfortable in the place of not knowing, which is um, that place of patience and faith and relaxing and not trying to rely on our own understanding, not try to figure it out from our own thinking and our own mind. It's just, I believe it's uh, settling into the energy of our hearts and being in that Again, receptive um, posture with the divine, that receptive relationship with that something greater. Mm. Which isn't, again, necessarily natural, and I think even more uncomfortable and natural for most men than women.
1: I think you're right. Yeah, I think 100% you're right. I also think that our time is up, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like, I love this quote. I don't know if you saw the movie The Shack, Remy. I would recommend it. I've seen it six times and would recommend it to anybody who's open to seeing a really heart opening film. Um, and I, there was a, there was a line that I think of it and it can bring me to tears where, um, the person playing God, Octavia Spencer said, you know what, Mac, you are never meant to do this alone. You are never meant to be on this journey alone. And I really believe And this is actually what it boiled down to in the relationship or that conversation or that um, spat, if you will, with my husband. He's like, I just have always felt I've needed to do this alone. And that's not the best way, the most effective, most fulfilling way of navigating this human experience, whether you're male, whether you're female. We're not alone and we weren't meant to do it alone. We are here to I think come back full circle and and align with our Creator. We come from there. We're going back to there. But I think we need to, and I don't know whose quote this was, but to die before we die, to um, invite spirit into our lives in a more conscious way as we continue to live our lives. And I have found, as I do that more frequently, more consistently, Things line up more easily. I love the story that you told me of trying to force your way into the water park with your little boy. And then I saw you kind of step back, regroup, and then it was laid out before you. I don't know how much time we have here or if you have time to tell a little bit about that story. But I think that was a really beautiful, feminine way of going about manifesting what it was you wanted.
1: I think we're going to have to do a second show (laughs) at some (laughs) time in the future because we are past our time already.
0: Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. It Yeah. pushing, forcing, pressing doesn't work that well. If we can just step back, relax, ask, be receptive and receive the wisdom that's here for us. We can navigate with more grace, more ease, more fulfillment and joy in our relationships and in our lives. So Remy, any final words from you before we, a bow on this time together.
1: I think uh, the lesson for today is to to listen and to really hear what the other person is saying, and try and take your own ego out of it while you're doing that.
0: And that's really beautiful. And if you want to know more about masculine, masculine, and feminine energy, I talk about it in my book, Manifesting Love from the Inside Out. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on my website, and there's a, a list of. Um, traits and exercises you can do to become more whole unto yourself and everything we want deserve and desire really comes from that be really whole and all things will come to you know yourself love yourself like yourself know yourself respect yourself adore yourself and know that you are divinely adored god bless you take good care of yourself onward and upward bye for now